you know, there's all kinds of scenes that I respond to in movies. I respond to music sequences. Uh, I respond to big comedy sequences. It was like uh, they galvanized the, the entire theater. Everybody uh, woke up. Everybody got connected. And, you know, and I would go see a, a, a film that had a, a, a sequence like that. I would see it two or three times at the theaters just to see that sequence. And then just to have that experience uh, uh, with an audience. Welcome to Making Tarantino the Podcast. I'm your host, Philip Duke, and I'm here with his cousin, Chip. And on this podcast, we watch and discuss a list of movies that Quentin Tarantino recommends and see if they've influenced his work and see what they're all about. So, I've got some house cleaning from last week, for sure, Chip. Yes. So, first Oopsies. of all, the guy's name who played Styles in Teen Wolf was Jerry Levine. Mm. Totally different than Robert Romanus. Yes. Robert Romanus was Mike Damone in Fast Times at Richmond High. Yes. I had mentioned it to Chip last week. If you didn't hear it, I said, Chip, it looks like the guy from Fast Times and the guy from Teen Wolf. Like I always got those confused growing up. And you were like, yeah, but it's not. But there's a picture of him on IMDb. Like it's so weird of, of mm. uh, Mike Damone. And I'm like, and yeah, that's weird. Because they look so different. Yeah. Like the he before looks so after, younger. Like, yeah, he looks like younger weird... in 82 than he yeah. did in 74. Like, you're like, what the fuck? Like, mm -hmm. it's weird. So, and then Chip and I were like, who's this guy that played Rex? Chip's like, I don't know. I go, he's big. He looks like Dauber. He mm -hmm. from Coach. Like, I go, he looks like somebody. I can't figure it out. Chip's like, I, I don't know. You, you got me. So I look him up and I'm like, I got to go through all of this guy's stuff to find out what he did when I'm listening to the, when I'm listening back to the show to make sure it comes out right. He's Tongo the ape man in Gilligan's Island. <laughs> so if anybody remember, he wouldn't speak. He'd just make noises. And like, yeah. I think he liked ginger or carried ginger off or did something. But he did. He reminded me of Butterfinger. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but taller he was way i don't know that other guy was pretty big mm -hmm. so also this friday when we release this episode mm -hmm. uh that uh i will be on the church of tarantino podcast talking about two movies that influenced kill bill volume one the doll squad mm -hmm. a horrible movie and <laughs> lady snowblood Doll Squad was like, I think I gave it one star, maybe one and a half. It was like real bad. Um, and then the Lady Snowblood, which is really good. Lady Snowblood's on HBO Max or Max. And mm -hmm. the Doll Squad is on YouTube. Um, so we had a good conversation. There was another guy on there and we all three talked about, you know, and he does things of like, do you think that he ripped off anything or do you think that he you know, was inspired, you know, used it in his own way. And I said, like always, he did his own thing, used it in his own way. Yep. And then on Monday, I'm a busy bee chip. On Jesus. Monday, I believe this, he usually releases them right after we record them. Um, I will be on another episode of 42nd Street Forever podcast with Pete from Grindhouse Database. And mm -hmm. we will be discussing two Kung Fu movies. <laughs> and a samurai movie. So he's like, we normally do two, but let's, I want to put in this samurai movie. 
So I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. So unfortunately, I don't have the names of the movies. I do know what they are, uh, and but I can't think of them right now. But anyway, we're going to be doing those. And okay. so keep an eye out for that. I'm very excited for that. So subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast. After subscribing, leave us a review. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter and all that good stuff. Do you have anything to say before we get into this short, sweet movie? Mm, no, not really. Uh, all right. All right. You, you don't want to apologize again to the people about Mike Damone? No, you won't because he looks so different. I get it. Yeah, he looked you look so different. It, it's an honest mistake, people. Yeah. Calm it down. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the movie... Don't Damone shame me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Damone, so good. Um, so the BFI called it Sewell's Most Holy Realized Film, mm-hmm. the British Film Institute. Strong Room is what they were talking about. From 1962, the plot during a bank robbery, two employees are locked in a safe. The crooks plan for the police to be anonymously informed so that the prisoners can be released. Goes disastrously wrong. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. <gasps> so Darren starring Darren Nesbitt as Griff. Mm-hmm. Remember these names, these three names, because I'll remember Alec, but the other one. Uh, Keith yeah. Faulkner as Len. Morgan Shepard as Alec. What were you going to say? So the guy that plays Len... Uh-huh. It kept freaking me out, and it wasn't until the very, very end of the movie that I realized who he reminds me of. He looked like the guy from Planet of the Apes and um, Fright Night. No, Burt Ward. Oh, interesting. Oh, Robin from TV's yes. Batman and Robin. Yep. Um, interesting. Well, it was TV's Batman. Um, that's interesting. He reminds me every time I see him. This is the second time I watch a movie. He reminds me of, what's that guy's name, Chip? The guy uh, from Roddy McDowell. Roddy McDowell it reminds me of Roddy McDowell. He's got the eyes or the cheeks or the face, whatever it is, oh. where I'm like, oh, wow. But anyway, Colin Gordon as Mr. Spencer and Ann Lynn as Rose Taylor. And Chip, I want to say to you this Chip okay. doesn't watch maybe a lot of movies. He's not as, uh, you know, doesn't have a lot of useless info in his head about movies. Mm-hmm. He has some, but not. But when I can't think of Roddy McDowell, and you can think of Roddy McDowell. Congrats to you, my friend. <laughs> oh, yeah. Written by this blew my mind. Are you ready? Richard Harris came up with the original idea. Nice. Yes, that Richard Harris. Unforgiven, Gladiator, Harry Potter, and a man called Horse, one of our favorites. Mm-hmm. Richard Harris also wrote The Lady in the Car with Glasses and a Gun from 1970, which is one of Quentin's favorites. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, and then it was also written by a guy named Max Marquis. I have nothing on him, but the Richard Harris thing. I was like, he used to write movies. Holy shit! Like that's amazing. It's <laughs> awesome. Um, and it's directed by Vernon Sewell. So I had read some stuff where some people were saying that his previous film was better than this one, oh, but okay. I like this one. But also, the way this was written and kind of like. I was thinking about it. We'll get into it. But the thing of like, I need to break a hole in the ground. I need something. And somebody hands you like a tin box and you're like, no, that's not heavy enough. In a normal movie, it would be like, I need something. They'd turn around they'd find something heavy and give it to you. Yeah. This is like, and for an hour and 12 minute movie and they're going, 
and they're taking time letting it breathe that officer with the coffee watching the guy dial the phone number i'm like <laughs> wow you got all kinds of time that is that is what i loved about this movie was that it was very like realistic it felt yeah. like all of this could really be happening in yeah. those moments and the fact that everybody's so separated yeah that they're having their own story you know but it all yeah. comes together yeah, in the yeah. End. it's like that's yeah. pretty badass so good um are you ready for listener opinions yeah let's do it man i don't even have an opinion well you gotta have an opinion grindhouse database on instagram wrote quote i've seen it once but it's been a while so i'm gonna rewatch it soon snakeskin jacket on twitter wrote quote i thought it was dull considering the concept and was wondering if tarantino just named it a film he liked or elaborated on why he liked it end quote so I was going to watch or listen to a three-hour podcast that I've already listened to of Quentin Tarantino and Edgar Wright on the Empire podcast, mm -hmm. which is a British magazine. I was going to listen to that and see what he said and play it on here, what he said, because I know that it was more than I liked it. It was like, it was a discovery for him. So he uh -huh. watched this later. He didn't see it back in the day. This was a recent discovery during COVID that he watched it when uh -huh. him and Edgar Wright were sharing movies back and forth. And he was like, oh, my God, that was so great. So next week, I'll let you guys know what Tarantino says about Strong Room. Furious Cinema on Twitter wrote, cool, I like this one. John Connell, our friend over there on Twitter, wrote, quote, really like this taut bank heist gone wrong thriller. Good acting and directing with a brisk runtime. I knew I recognized the lead. Turns out Darren Nesbitt played Von Happen in Where Eagles Dare. So he's like one of the, that Clint Eastwood movie with him and uh, Richard, uh, Robert Taylor, Richard, not, ah, uh, Elizabeth Taylor's husband, not Taylor. Richard Burton. Burton. Thank you. Again, Chip doesn't, he, never seen a Richard Burton movie, but he nope. knows the name. That's <laughs> And 42nd Street Forever podcast on Twitter wrote with our picture of us, of them breaking into the safe. Mm -hmm. And I said, we're diving into this. Uh, he said, safes will be cracked. <laughs> so thank you, everybody. We appreciate it. And now it's time to discuss this movie. So here's something that I did miss. So I've been up all day. I normally get up at like four hours ago. Like I'm normally, I sleep at night. Today mm -hmm. I had to do something at work. So I had to go in during the day and be up so i had the movie playing i'm dealing with the dogs our one dog just got done getting his teeth getting her teeth done and i had to keep an eye on her mm -hmm. and she was and so i was i was having the movie play at one time when i went and got her and what i think i missed was the main thing but i knew it happened but didn't they show him get hit by the car when he's going to the phone booth they didn't so that was in my head yeah like psycho yeah Oh, that's awesome. So the first time you hear it, it was, it was a whole, it, yeah, it was a whole. The first thing time you hear it is when the cops come. Yes. Because, okay. because it takes away from it. If you think when the cops come that, you know, yeah. why they're there. Yeah. You think they're there for them. Okay. The same way that they do. Yeah. 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 Okay. Thank you, Chip. Um, that mm -hmm. is amazing because I swear when I first saw it, that that's what I saw because uh, of how good this movie is where you're like, you're like, yeah, I think I saw him going to the phone booth and he gets hit, you know, 
so yeah that but yeah it works out it's like we said about whatever we said something else in one of our several movies that we've talked about is like it'd be better if you didn't have this part and you just added that so yeah that was it was good but the movie starts out they're waiting outside this bank they're you know they're like well Which okay. is cool. it was it was kind of a cool it, like it's gimmicky and it may just be because you know back then the sound they probably couldn't have dealt with it very well but but for me now mm-hmm. watching this the the engine running the whole time of yeah. the car yeah it's in the background of all of it i yeah. was like that is fucking badass yeah. <laughs> it was something simple but i yeah. loved it yeah it was very cool and then and just then the outfits that they wear is just like mm-hmm. you know it's just stockings with those hats and everything and it's just like creepy it's like (laughs) we haven't done it on here but before when we did the killer like those masks that he had was like whoa um but yeah they so she they're like he's like don't open the door yet check over to make sure that and she's like oh it's just a mailman and she opens the door and he just push they just push in there and they already have their masks on and and Which was cool because anything. he had it waiting. He was yeah. like, she looked down, saw yeah. there was a male dude, but then the moment that he pushes in, he's like, he's got masked down. <laughs> yeah. Like, ready to go. And I was like, damn, that was ingenious. Yeah. It was, it was that. It was the thing of just them talking about, you know, of course, making their plans for the mm-hmm. day. Him like, I gotta go play golf. And again, hour and 12 minute movie, but they have time to cut to the guys on the golf course being like, well, where is he? I don't know. He hasn't showed. Oh, well, let's keep playing. Okay. Let's keep playing. And you're like, wow. And her just being like, I was just going to go out of town. Like, so nobody's expecting me. And you're like, oh shit. Mm. But so the guys bust in there and it's almost a Hitchcockian thing where, so they're in there and all of a sudden the cleaning ladies come in and they're like, well, what do we do? Oh shit. And then they're like, just lock them in the safe. But it's the thing of him having her and the thing of where's the other, putting the key in the first hole and then realizing, oh, that doesn't work. It goes in this hole. Where's the other key? And she goes, it's in my purse. And he leaves her with the guy, goes up, gets her purse, gets the keys, comes back and then grabs her again from the guy. Like you Mm -hmm. said, like totally realistic. Like, okay, I got her gives them the key they open it up and then they're like let's just put them in there okay and they agree so now they're all three culpable whatever happened well i do like um when they're taking the money that that he's like oh it's you know but not the new bills but why not but not like he's not explaining it then he explains Mm -hmm. it later Mm -hmm. but they but they listen and i'm like okay that's cool because they're sequential that's why the you know new bills is brand new so yeah yeah um yeah it's so it's just it just happens like right away it's a quick movie it's so good um then they um then they lock them in the safe they go we'll lock them in the safe and then while they're driving away because that's what i missed when they drop that guy off but they're like you'll take the key you'll leave it in the on the phone booth and you'll call them and say hey there's keys here you need to let these people out you're like, okay, cool. You're like, sounds good. Good. Problem solved. Everything's good. And then they're, they're there and they're counting the money. And there's that moment where the guy gets, oh, and that's the other thing. When he brings a girl back, he reaches in that guy's pocket and pulls a gun back out and he's yeah. got the gun on her. 
And so now he reaches in the coat when they're counting the money and pulls that gun out. And you're like, oh, is he going to betray this guy? And he's like, he's like, but what about this? And they shoots him and it's like a little pellet gun type thing. And he's like, okay, that that hurts. Stop it. And it's those moments that kind of when they pop out at you like that, like, okay, that's cool. But like, like you were saying about the thinking that you saw him get hit. Yeah. It's, it's things like that, that you're just, you're not privy to. And it's good that you're not. Yeah privy to it yeah so yeah, it, sure. it makes it to where you're just like oh shit like so in the moment and that's yeah. awesome yeah it's and so then somebody's ringing the doorbell and they're like oh maybe it's alec or whatever mm-hmm. and then they go there and they open the door he opens the door and there's two cops and they're like can we come in and i'm like oh yeah he was in the other room okay i'm like shit yeah. don't let him in <laughs> and <laughs> and then they go in and they're like, we, you know, you know, who lives here? You know, is Alec here or whatever they say? And he's yeah, like, no, his brother's here. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. right. He's like, his brother's here. I'm just a friend. Why? What's going on? And then the brother comes out and he's like, you know, oh, what was he hurt? You know, he's in there. He was hit by a car. Oh, is he okay? No, he's dead. And you're like, oh, shit. And then they're like, he was the way they worded is he was dead on the way. He was going on the way to blah, blah, blah. And they were like, he was on his way. That means he never made the call. So the main, the guy in charge is like, we need to go let those people out. And he's like, no, fuck it. Like my brother's dead. Like they're dead too. Like, I don't care. And he's like, no, we need to let him out. Otherwise then we'll get murdered. And then you're like, oh shit. And so then he talks him into it. And it's like, first, like the brother's like, screw it. Let's just take the money and run. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, but they're going to be hunting us because when they realize that those keys that your brother has on his body, yeah, go to the, that safe and they open up the safe and there's two dead bodies in there. They're going to be hunting us forever. Yeah. yeah. So. And the thing of, um, and it was a thing where he's like, well, you know, his body's going to be here. So we'll just go get the keys. Like, just give me his stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and, I could feel it where I would just want to grab those keys and run. Oh, like yeah. I need those yeah. keys. And, and so then when the guy's like, I can't do that. And he starts like, he starts grabbing it and he's going to pay the guy. And the guy's like, what are you, is that a bribe? No, no, he didn't mean it that way. And he's like, give me the keys. I'll fucking kill you. Whatever. He didn't yeah. say kill. But when the guy tells it later, he threatened my life, threatened mm-hmm. to kill me. And you're like, I don't think he said that, but, so then he's like, no, I have to call the police. The police have to sign off on it first. And they're like, what are we going to do now? And he's like, we'll go get the cutting stuff. And he's like, we're going to break into the safe. He's like, no, we're going to make a hole. Let him breathe. You're like, oh, good idea. That yeah. works. They don't see your face still. You get to make a hole. They can breathe. Everything's good. What is cool is that guy gets right on the phone when they leave to the police. And he's like, I need to talk to police. And they're like, yeah, what's up? And he's like, there was a guy here. You know, I need to send an officer over here. The officer shows up. The officer is like, such a cool conversation between those two of the officers. Like, so what happened? Well, this guy came over and do you have his name? His name's Alec. Not the guy. That wasn't the, I don't know who the friend was. Alec is the guy that died. The brother. I don't know. He was a brother. Yeah. And, but it's like this whole, and then he's like, and he threatened my life, threatened to kill me. Did he? No. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm talking to you. And the guy, yeah, that was, which is funny. He just kind of turns and says that. And the guy's kind of like, uh, 
on takes a second like yeah. no like and he's like you know obviously. and he just but, but they wanted these keys and then that cop is so like so much for being a detective yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like did he <laughs> well it it also seemed like he was so just like why am i here with these fucking yeah, key things yeah care. what is this yeah. like i don't care and then all of a sudden like wait a minute and then took the keys to that guy and that guy's like i think they're safe keys they look like you know i used to be in a bank and then they call that other guy and another good conversation that guy like going with his wife and he's like do you really need all right i'll go and you're kind of like i think this guy really loves his job he didn't want to go with the wife he's like yeah. okay i'll help you out like well i gotta go to work honey yeah. so sorry but he gets there and he's like oh yeah these keys you know blah 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 and they go and get the box and all this time the bad guys are going to get len and uh what did i say the other guy's name was um but they're going to get all the blowtorch and everything yeah uh griff griff and len and see in all this time like we're seeing the two people it keeps cutting back to the two oh, people yeah yeah that's the main thing safe Sorry. and they're slowly like you know getting weaker and they're trying to and they're digging into the ground trying to figure yeah. out stuff like trying to figure out ways but, that they can possibly survive but being comes. being bank people where they're like you know uh they're like uh, uh math nerds yeah so where she's like she's like oh i know that we breathe this much cubic air you know yeah. whatever we breathe this much air and he's like how do you know that she goes well i went swimming down at this place at uh and you know diving and that's what i learned and then they go well let's get a paper and figure it out how do we measure well this paper is a standard 13 by 9 we'll use this and they use that and they're like here's how much we got 12 hours and they're <laughs> yeah. like okay and then he's like wait a minute i can unscrew these screws to get this plate off and he's like let me break off the edge of these scissors to make a flat spot to do that and then he's trying that for a while and he's like it's not budging and he's like and i'm expanding a bunch of air like you sit there and don't and rest and breathe slowly he's like i'm doing that that's too much and then he goes wait there's a water line coming through here i can bust the sewage line and that'll cause all kinds of problems and then they'll you know well he was hoping that by by busting that the sewage line yeah he wasn't really thinking about the pressure of the water yeah. that he busted into, but he was thinking that if you busted into the actual sewage line, it would let air in. He said it would be kind of crappier and smellier yeah. Yeah. because he's thinking it's sewage, not a water main line. Yeah, so yeah. he's thinking that, and that's not what happens. Yeah, <laughs> so. then, but then a cool that cool thing, like I said, is where in normal movies you wouldn't have this. Where I mean, I don't think so now. I've never if I do see it, I don't see it as much people having this discussion. I need something to bring this thing with. Do you need this? Oh, that'll work fine. That's usually how it goes. This yeah. one was, I need something to hit it with something heavy. Oh, how about this? No, that's a tin box. It won't do me any good. I need something heavier. Yeah. Oh yeah. How about that stamp machine? Give me that thing with the hammer, you know, with the handle on it. And he uses that with the scissors. And then after doing that a while, he's like, I think this is stupid. Like I'm wasting too much air doing this. Maybe we should stop. And she says, would you stop if you were by yourself? And he's like, no. And she says, let's keep going. And you're like, holy shit. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. And then but he, at the same time, I'm sitting there like, fuck. Because yeah. I'm like, he wouldn't stop because he has a, you know, the he amount of to get to his golf game person. 
for one person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but there's two yeah. people sucking up all this. I, I I was thinking that too. He would last 24 hours if he yeah. wasn't with you, but also yeah. he wants to get to his golf game. Um, okay. but no, um, no, I was thinking I that too. <laughs> but it was cool where he's like, where he's like, okay, let's keep going, and they bust through the line. He's like, I got it, but then it's just it's regular water, which is good. Yeah. He can pat pat her face with it or whatever and feed it to her, but. It's just, there's no air. It's just water. And it's like, oh, damn. And she's like, mm-hmm. you thought it. And she immediately starts crying, yeah, which starts is cool. Yeah. yeah. Which is cool and realistic where you'd just be like, that was our, we spent all this time getting there. And that's what it was. Um, it's like, um, yeah. It's like you and I had with the uh, great escape on the uh, other show where that's the same thing. Like we wasted all this time. Now we got to, go this way because this is found out or flooded or whatever. Yeah. Um, so then, so while that's going on with them, you know, and there, and there's good acting there going on, but the real good acting is with these two leads, Griff and Len are like really good, especially mm-hmm. Griff. Um, and, but everybody is like the cop, like that detective who the mm-hmm. other guy that comes in, like all these different characters, that guy who's like, hang on a minute. And he pulls that thing out. He's like, yeah, here it is. And he unfolds the blueprints and he's like, he's like, yeah, let me look. And he goes, oh yeah. Okay. That's the safe. Let me get this book, opens a book, finds the book. And he's like, here's the number. And then gets the other book to get the number. And he's like, this safe was put in this place. And you're like, holy shit, they're going to find it. But at that time, Len and Griff are like on their way to get in there to burn a hole in it. Well, and that's what's funny. You as a viewer, you're watching all of this going, nobody has a sense of urgency because they don't know what's going on. Yeah. Only yeah. the yeah. only the crooks know. Yeah. And so everybody else is just kind of so well, this Yeah. This, They're just know. like, where are these keys? I wonder. Yeah. Let's do some detecting. Maybe we'll figure something out. And then let's, when let's that smoke cop, some and, cigarettes while again, we wait for this guy to show up. And that cop, back to the one where I said they got time for that cop to watch that guy dial the number. Yeah. Is where the cops like, yeah, he said he's got these keys. And he's like, oh, keys, huh? And he's like, yeah, he goes, Alec. He goes, I don't know. There's nobody works at the bank named Alec, is there? He goes, you know, by that name. He's like, no, I don't think so. He goes, well, wait a minute. We got the manager's number right here. Well, let's call him. Flips open. The guy's just sitting there drinking coffee. Bulls <laughs> can fucking be. Because like you said, there's no pressure for them. And that makes you like urgent but, what but also when they call that number mm-hmm. the we just watched the scene where the manager says he's a bachelor he's been yeah. working all his life and he's a bachelor and he yeah. lives alone so nobody's going to answer that phone. yeah yeah and but it's just it's i don't know if that builds that tension from them just mm-hmm. hanging out when you're like you know how important it is but but also now we'll get to it but i don't want to get to it yet but um, but anyway, so then they're trying to burn a hole and they're really using this equipment. This is like thief. Like he's really burning this thing. They got the goggles on. He knows how to light that thing. He knows how to turn both valves on or off or whatever on the on the handle mm-hmm. of it. And he's burning through that. And then he's like, oh, we hit asbestos or we hit whatever. We got to break through that. And then he keeps going and keeps going. And then he's like, we're running out of stuff. He's like, get the other one. And he turns around and there's the fucking cops standing right there. Yeah. And it's funny because there's just three of them just standing there watching yeah. them. Yeah. They haven't like 
pulled out their guns right away yeah. and said freeze or something yeah. to make them turn. They yeah. just turn and they're just kind of standing there watching. I was like, but what it, the hell? It was so good with that just reveal of like, mm -hmm. get the other tank. Okay, boom, they're there. And they're like, no, we need to get in here. There's people in here. Yes, we robbed it earlier, but we locked them in there. We got to get them out because they can't breathe. And then the guys are like, all right. And then the thing of the guy with the lighter, like Len is trying with the matches. His matches aren't working and no more matches. So he's mm -hmm. just like looking around and that guy gives him the lighter. Or no, the guy uses his lighter. He lights it for him. And then they do that. And then later he just reaches over, grabs the lighter to light it again to do it. And Which is cool because he just puts his, his hand back. Like yeah. Yeah, doesn't even really look like here. Yeah. <laughs> and there's, like, that's awesome. There's the realistic thing of these actors who are doing it where when he goes to light the thing for him on, I like, mm -hmm. think like that last time he stops for a second, pulls his goggles down to light it. Yeah. The other guy, uh, Griff, isn't his goggles are still up on his forehead. And I'm like, oh, shit, he's he's going to light that thing. And he didn't pull. And the guy even looks at him. The guy playing Len like looks at him like. Oh, you don't have your goggles on. Like I just put mine on. You don't have yours. And then he, after he lights it, then he pulls the goggles down and goes ahead and starts burning it. And you're like, awesome. So, and they get get through that guy. You know, they had banged originally, and the guy kind of slowly bangs back. And the girl's like almost out of it. Like she can barely breathe. And so then they get through the hole. And then he's like, "Give me the oxygen." Tells his buddy. His buddy knows what he means. Like just turn on the oxygen puts the tube in there and the guy starts to breathe and the guy's like, okay. And then right then the other officer shows up with the keys and like, who wants these keys? Like you said, no urgency. I got these two keys. <laughs> and then they put it in there, they open it and the old man comes up and he's coming out and they're like, Oh, thank God. And they're coming up the stairs and it's like a free and the one cop runs in there to see the girl and he comes out and he tells the other cop, he tells the, the main detective there, he's like, she's dead. And you yeah. see them just stop at the stop of the stairs, just staring at the camera like, fuck, like some... that's what they did this whole thing for was to avoid the a death penalty for murder, for killing this girl. And now, you know, it's before it's like, okay, at least we saved them. We'll do maybe 10 years for bank robbery or something. And yeah. now all of a sudden it's like, oh, shit. But it was so good. It was so good with the reveal of those cops just being there and yeah. the, re the reveal of of she's dead. And and this is what I was going to get at. So were you thinking 62 movie? They're not going to kill anybody. She looks dead, but she'll probably be OK. They'll probably live. All will be happy. And then all of a sudden you're like, what? She's what? <laughs> like you were like them just staring at your TV. What? Yeah. And it was cool because it, it was a linger kind of a moment yeah when they froze on them and i'm just kind of both with their eyes open and stuff and you're just yeah. like oh crap and then they go to credits stuff yeah and i was like that was awesome that was yeah. just unexpected and awesome yeah it was so yeah when i heard quentin talk about this on that podcast i was and his thing he always pushes for you know the guys on pure cinema podcasts would talk about like well, don't go to YouTube. You need to buy it on DVD or Blu-ray or so-and-so has it coming out. And mm. Quentin one time came on there and was like, why you guys shit on YouTube? He goes, YouTube's got some really great stuff. I follow this guy and that guy. And they got some old vault stuff that old movies that you can't find anywhere. And you can just watch them there for free with no yeah. commercials. And 
So he's like, well, this one had a buttload of commercials. Yeah. That's a big yeah. warning for anybody who's going to watch this on YouTube. It the was one, insane. Well, maybe you could find one without because it seems like I watched one before without, but maybe after the Quentin thing got, then somebody's like, let's put commercials in it. But anyway, um, but this, but so I watch it. I remember just like, oh, wow. Like the way he was talking about it and then watching it was like, that was awesome. Like I loved it. Yeah. Um, Want to hear some reviews? A little bit, a couple reviews, some small sure. reviews. The Radio Times wrote, Director Vernon Sewell sets up this improbable story quite neatly, but it's hardly breathless entertainment. TV Guide called it, quote, a suspenseful, taut crime drama. So uh, I agree. I think it was, I think it was, it was one of those where, I'm watching it and I'm going, I've seen it already. So I know where it's yeah. going, but it, the acting love, but you're noticing different things or you're noticing things that you noticed before. Like, Oh, that guy with the, the safe cracker, guy, the safe guy yeah. who knows what the keys and all that. Like that guy was cool. I love his character. That mm -hmm. detective of like, well, did they kill, did he kill you? <laughs> no, he didn't kill me. Like that guy was cool. Um, even that guy, the, the mortician guy, whatever he was like, he was cool. Um, but in this movie, did you see anything you think Tarantino might have liked or used in a film? And like I said, this can't really be used because he didn't see it till recently. Mm -hmm. But I could see where this is up his alley, almost like a shot Marvin in the face. It's almost like he explained one time when somebody was like, you write, he was like, the way what I would write is a bank robber robs a bank and then gets in a car to, to, to escape, steals a car and gets in it. And it's a stick shift and he can't drive a stick shift. Yeah. That's Quentin's type of thing. And yeah, with this, and this is where I could see almost like the four rooms thing like this flips it where it's like, you don't think for one that that guy's going to die. You don't yeah. know where this is going. It's a bank heist. That's what it is. The end. No, it's a bank. heist. That guy dies. Now they got to go back and save those people. Are they going to live? Are they going to die? You know? And so it's, you know, and then with the girl dying, it's a surprise ending and a surprise that the cops got there so quick and all that. Well, and the, the the thing that I liked about it that was the main thing that I thought of when it came to Tarantino was the dialogue. Yeah. That it was a realistic conversation that could be had in those yeah. moments. Yeah. Even in the tense moments, the things that were said. But the really good ones were in the beginning when they were basically talking about the boss, about the general manager dude. Yeah. But then when it goes to them being locked in there and she's finding out the real reason why he is the way he is. And he kind of is almost apologetic about it. Yeah. About, you know, not being more personable and, and showing any emotion or anything like that. And so she's finding out who he really is before she passes basically. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh yeah, I could see that too. Yeah, the dialogue was good. The um Richard Harris come up with the idea, like holy shit, like mm -hmm. crazy. Um, our star rating system here is one to five, five being the best. Okay, Chip, you go first, and then I'll go from you. I'm thinking I could tell you now. I'm thinking three and a half, but now that we just talked about it, maybe four. I was, and that was the thing is I was taking three and a half when I ended the movie, mm -hmm. 
but really actually being able to verbalize a lot of what I was saying and stuff. Yeah. I think yeah. four is more accurate. Yeah. Because right. it was, it was just, it was really well done I yeah. mean, overall. And the fact that because of the times it, it would have been very hard to do any type of special effect to make it look like they're cutting into a safe. Yeah. yeah. Let it not be. So them yeah. actually doing, making yeah. the hole into that safe. Yeah. Was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. And just could you imagine seeing this in 62 and like how surprising that would be? Like she oh, yeah. died, like all of that stuff. Like, oh, so cool. Um, would you buy this movie, rent it, or find it for free? I don't know if I would buy it. I think I had I'm having that experience. Yeah. And yeah, because wa watching I don't it. Think it'll I don't think watching it'll be it, the same again, you know? Yeah, watching it for the second time, it was still good, but it was, I would say, okay, I guess I could say this. It would be like Sixth Sense. Yeah. You've seen Sixth Sense the first time, you're like, holy shit. The next time you're picking up the clues, so maybe not like that because there are no clues, but you know how it's going to end, so it's not as good. And, um, but I could Which is see... Unfortunate. But it yeah. is good to at least see it the one time. So. Yeah. But if it was cheap enough to buy, then I would buy it like five bucks or something at Walmart yeah. or whatever. All right. You ready for Phil's film favorite of the week? <gasps> what is it? It's Crimes of Passion, 1984. So okay. this, this has... Um, Damn it, Chip. I'm running in a blank again. Who's the girl from Ranching a Stone? Kathleen Turner. Okay, Kathleen Turner in it. And she is, I'll tell you the plot. Joanna Crane lives a double life. During the day, she works as a fashion designer. But during the night, she is a high-class prostitute, China Blue. As she is accused of industrial spying, Bobby Grady is hired to shadow her. However, they fall in love. Meanwhile, a psychopathic preacher starts stalking her. Psychopathic preacher, Anthony Perkins, mm. fucking as insane as psycho, but like worse. Like he's got this silver dildo that's like dangerous. He's, he's preaching the Lord to her and saying that she needs to not be a prostitute, but he's also like turned on by naked women. Like he'll go watch these naked women in the nudie booths mm. and he'll go to her and she's like, do you want some? And she tries to mess with him. But so she's being something fake for everybody else that they want. Okay. Bobby Grady falls in love with her because they have a night of uh, love making sex, having is that we mm -hmm. call it sex, having and, yes. um, and they, the sex. Yes. Yeah. And they, uh, and so then they fall in love and, but then she's just like, like flips out because she's worried about feeling the way she feels. And he's from mm -hmm. a marriage with, uh, um, we got one. What's her name? Annie Potts from wow. Ghostbusters. Uh, it's same time, 1984. He's married to her and has a child, mm -hmm. but he wants to leave her because their marriage is no good and get with Kathleen Turner and finally exposes like, I know who you really are. This is who you are. And, really good while this preacher is like you're like something's wrong like mm -hmm. something's rotten in denmark something's going on and it's just really cool and this was done by ken russell who 
is Roger Avery's like favorite director. And so I put this on Twitter that I saw this and I said, Roger Avery, what movie now should I see? I know you love Ken Russell. What movie should I see after this? And he said, what one movie? Like he said, one question mark. And I was like, okay. I said, you know, laugh out loud, whatever. And then he sent me, here's what you should watch. So I'm like, okay. Cause it's so different. It's not a regular movie. It had like in the middle, it would have like a picture of Kama Sutra while she's selling her body or thinking about sex or having sex. And it would just show a flash of a Kama Sutra or a, a, a you know, a statue or something. And it was uh, like really cool. Hmm. Um, my wife, of course, though, was like, this is weird. What are you watching? This is a weird <laughs> movie. I'm like, no, it's good. Cause, and here's the thing. It started out all the sex stuff and mm-hmm. her like pretty like straightforward where you wouldn't like 1984. I'm like, really? Like they can like talking, um, talking about how you know i'll blow you i'll do whatever like all this stuff and you're like holy shit and so i was like that's almost too much and then all the visuals i was like i don't know about this movie it might be too weird for me and then you get into it and you're like i get it i get it cool 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 and like it was awesome so uh yeah i gave it three and a half but that one also i might have to give four because it was it was good and it sticks with me now where i keep thinking about it so Come back on June 9th for The Savage Seven from 1968. Mad bikers storm through an Indian reservation just to have a good old time. Awesome. That sounds like uh, something that we haven't had yet, a biker film. Mm-hmm. Okay, we have the full movie on YouTube. Sweet. Hour and 36 minutes. And there is a trailer, so I will play you the trailer right now. Gang, known from coast to coast as the Savage Seven. They rode into an isolated Indian village, into a piece of the world even more savage than their own. Now, what have I been for this fair maiden? Hey, I'll give you 50 cents cash for that. Go and watch. Go and watch. 50 cents and a bottle of muscatel. Wait a minute. I got some unfinished business with him. Get them all. Yeah, we're no different from anyone else. Except that we're honest about what we want. And what we want, we take. They live for the moment, for the hour, for every new sensation. Their storm of pleasure brings on a downpour of danger. He raped and killed my daughter. I will kill all of you. 
Thank you for joining us. We hope you had fun and maybe learned something about a movie that may have had a part in making Tarantino. Goodbye. Bye.